We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you with me and looking forward to discussing a topic, an issue, (laughs) a perspective that I believe will be helpful to you. This is something that I've been considering um, really seriously over the last several weeks, but looking back two years, uh, something I've been asking myself, a question I've been trying to understand, and I think I have some clarity on it. I want to give you some thoughts regarding the topic of cultural resilience. Cultural resilience. In a world like the one that we live in, dealing with a culture that is changing as quickly as the culture we're living through, how can we, particularly as Christian people, how can we remain resilient? What does it mean to be resilient? What does that look like in the face of culture? What are some things that we can uh, put into our lives, if they're not there already, that help us to be resilient in spite of what the world may be doing? I want to talk about this for a few minutes today. Again, I think this is very important and can be helpful. Before we get there, though, I do want to, again, just thank you for listening and uh, watching. If you're watching, if you're listening and not watching, please go ahead and subscribe to whatever podcast platform it is you're listening from. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Podcasts are extremely convenient. Maybe you're listening in your car, perhaps uh, you're exercising or walking or working or whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure that you are subscribed on that podcast platform. That lets you know when this episode and episodes like it come out, I release these about the same time every weekend. want to make sure it is fed directly to you so you have it and you can check it out and uh, even share it out if this is something that you think would be helpful to other people. And then take some time, go over to YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel there, Jeremy Stonlicker. Look for the YouTube channel uh, under, of course, YouTube. Search for Jeremy Stonlicker. You'll find my channel. Hit subscribe. Uh, that subscribes you to the channel, of course. Make sure that you also then hit that notification bell. Uh, Very simple. It sounds silly even saying hit the notification bell. However, if you hit the notification bell, you will then be notified, it's in the name, uh, when new episodes of this show and new content on the channel come up. And uh, those will come out to you as well. And then go ahead and share that out again from there. And uh, if you'd like to share it, you can. Uh, Very easy, very convenient. Leave me a comment. And that would be awesome as well. And then finally, if you are interested in more information about me or you want to read uh, some of the things that I put on our blog, on my blog, uh, go to, very simple, jeremystalnecker.com. jeremystalnecker.com. You will find uh, everything you ever wanted to know and more (laughs) about me. Um, There on the homepage, there's uh, stuff linked out to 
a couple of podcasts that I do, including this one. The blog is there, so you can find all the blog blog content there. Social media content is uh, is also there. You can find all of that uh, up in the upper right hand corner on that homepage. You can uh, go directly to any one of those things. So please check that out. That would be great. JeremyStalnecker.com. J E R E M Y. It's Jeremy. I don't know how people spell it wrong, but they do. Uh, Jeremy Stalnecker. S T A L N E C K E R. Just how it sounds. JeremyStalnecker.com. Com, and you can find all of that content there. Please check that out. All right, jumping into the conversation today. I was going to say the content. I guess it's content. But the conversation content today, <coughs> we are going to um, touch very basically what I believe is essential for us to understand. And again, this is a basic conversation. But I want to talk about culture just a little bit, just identifying kind of the struggle of culture right now. And then beyond that, what can we do about a culture that's changing? As Christians, how do we live in the midst of a culture that is changing as rapidly as the one that we are experiencing and not change with it? This is something that if you're not grappling with, you should be grappling with. How can I live in a world that's changing, live in a culture that's changing, but not change unnecessarily along with it? How can I remain true to what I believe? When we discuss regularly the march or die principles, this this very basic principle that in life you're going to move forward. Eventually, if you are moving forward, you'll hit some kind of an obstacle. Uh, It may be... um, I don't know, a relationship issue. It may be a financial issue. It may be a spiritual issue. Uh, it could be something completely unexpected, something you did not see coming. Uh, coming. Uh, and yet, here it is. As you're moving forward, you're going to come in contact with these difficulties, these trials, these traumas, and these obstacles. And when you do, you then have to make a decision. What are you going to do about it? Will you keep moving forward, pressing through that Uh, trial and trauma and difficulty and obstacle, that wall that's in front of you, pressing forward one foot at a time, marching. Will you decide to march? Or because it's just so difficult, because life is so hard, because moving forward, uh, man, it's just, uh, you really have to evaluate whether or not it's worth it. (laughs) You decide to stay where you are, to quit, to give in, to give up, Maybe you're still working your job and you're still participating in your relationships. You're still doing the basic stuff that you need to do. Uh, But the reality is you know in your heart of hearts that you've quit. You've decided to die. You see, march or die is very simple. You're faced with two decisions. You can move forward one step at a time. You can march or you can die. But that's a decision you make. We are at a moment in time culturally speaking, and the world is the world, but I'm talking specifically of our Western culture, and more specifically, I guess, our American culture. We're living at a moment in time where our American culture is changing so rapidly that it's hard even from one day to the next to know what we're supposed to do. I'm 45 years old. I have... um, therefore lived for 45 years. Again, you know, self-evident, I guess. And over the course of my lifetime, certainly culture has changed. Culture has shifted. That's the nature of culture. We could look back 
half of my lifetime. We could look back 45 years to when I was born in 1976 and see how much things have changed. We could go back further than that. We could go back 50 years or 100 years. And we know that culture gradually shifts. Not always for the worse, but it gradually shifts. It does not stay the same. Thought changes. Philosophy changes. The actions of the people involved in the culture change. What, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, those things change. That's culture shifting. Typically, though, it shifts gradually. Over the last couple of years, we've seen a cultural shift take place so quickly that most of us, at least me, I could not have possibly anticipated how much things would have changed in this relatively short period of time, just a couple of years. We can think back to uh, the election. How much things have changed just since last year's uh, presidential election. We think about the the racial unrest, whether it is uh, all authentic or some generated for political purposes, whatever the case, across the country, uh, riots and protests and uh, unrest, racially speaking. Uh, That then making its way into public education in the form of critical race theory and these other theories that are being taught. Shifting, changing our culture, changing what is okay, changing what we believe. We've seen this radical shift in our understanding of gender and gender identity, uh, what it means to be male or female. Uh, These discussions are discussions we've never had before and never thought we would need to have. And yet here we are. This is now what is considered mainstream. These ideas are being pushed on us by the voices in the media, by uh, those in entertainment. We're being told that these things are now what we're supposed to worry about and think about and believe. We look even to what's happening with the the COVID-19 mandates and vaccinations and the discussions around both and how our country and our idea, our understanding of liberty is changing. Culture is changing so quickly. The question then is, what do we do about it? (laughs) What do we do about it? Again, I want to give you some thoughts that I hope can be a help to you. Uh, First of all, when we talk about resiliency, what exactly are we talking about? And this is really important for us to get a hold of. Resiliency, being resilient, means that we can get knocked down, but when we do, we have the ability to get back up. A resilient person is not someone who never deals with the difficulties of life or never gets knocked down by what's happening in life. A resilient person is someone truly who can get knocked down, but they can then get up, recalibrate. They've had their calibration knocked off. Uh, They were going one direction, got knocked down, things got twisted up. They can get back up quickly. They can recalibrate to their true north. They know the direction they were going. It's a predetermined point out in the distance. They know what that is. They can recalibrate and continue moving forward. That's what it is to be resilient. Sometimes we get this idea that resiliency means I haven't had any struggles. I haven't had any difficulties. A resilient person is someone who avoids trials. That's not it at all. A resilient person is someone who can get knocked down, but knows how to get back on their feet and keep moving forward. So when we're talking about cultural resiliency, what we're talking about is not any different than that. 
Culture will, from time to time, knock us down, knock us off course. We have to deal with things we did not anticipate, things we did not see coming. We have to have conversations about gender. We have to have conversations about, uh, about all of these other issues, uh, our, our freedom, our independence, our liberty. We have to have conversations uh, about race, all of these things we did not anticipate needing to talk about, but here we are. We're even having conversations in some places uh, about our religious liberties, our religious freedoms, how far we as Christians should be able to go when it comes to speaking what we believe and standing up for what we uh, have determined, according to the Bible, is right. And we're moving forward, and something drops in our way and knocks us down. Culture's saying, no, you should do something different. What should we do? All right. Hopefully you get where I'm coming from. Let me give you a few things that I think you should do. Now, I want to start with this. To be a resilient person, truly, you need to decide what you're going to do before the difficulty arises. I've talked about this so many times. Now, I'm going to give you some things that you can think about. And if you've not thought about these before and you've not prepared before, uh, instill these things in your life now. Uh, incorporate them into your daily life. Grab hold of these. These will help you to calibrate if you need to uh, for the first time. Maybe you can't recalibrate, but you need to calibrate. This is something you can focus on. Uh, but truly, if you're going to live a resilient life, you're going to be the kind of person who's made these decisions to do these things before culture says, no, you need to go this way or think this way or believe this thing. So a pre-decision Always very, very helpful. So, pre-decide if you can. Pre-decide before you are asking what in the world's going on. But if you find yourself having been knocked down and you need something to grab hold of, uh, these are a good place to start. So let me give them to you. And uh, again, <clears throat> very basic. Number one. I, I'm so deep. I'm just so deep. <laughs> Number one, begin at the beginning. Begin at the beginning. Understand that time did not begin when popular media, when entertainers, when culture told us time began. Now, I'm not speaking cosmologically, although that applies as well. Culture, media voices, pundits, those who uh, do everything they can to get our attention, they tell us that we need to think the way we think, because time is now. That there's no previous history. There's nothing before now. And anything that happened before now uh, should be viewed from the lens of right now. Here's the thing. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 tells us this. In the beginning, God. We need to begin at the beginning. We need to be firmly rooted and grounded in who our Creator is, how He created us, and the fact that he created us with purpose. We have a creator that is God. He, the Bible tells us, breathed life into mankind. We are created in his image. If we could just get a hold of that one thought, that would change so many of these other conversations. We have a creator. We are created then by him in his image. And he has created us for a purpose. All things were created by him and for him. 
We have a purpose. That purpose may run contrary to what culture is telling us, but we have a purpose given to us by our Creator who designed us in His own image. We have to begin at the beginning. Fundamentally, that's where it all starts. If you're talking to your kids, that's where you need to start. Kids, (laughs) culture is what it is today. It will be different tomorrow. But one thing will never change. We have a God who created us in His image for His purpose. Second thing quickly is this. Commit to what God is committed to. Commit to what God is committed to. I could say it this way. Know the Bible and do what it says. Know the Bible and do what it says. Again, so many Christian people right now are struggling with issues that are very basic. If we read the Bible... We don't have to agree with culture, but we need to know what we believe. Where do we find that? Well, our Creator God, who created us in His image with His purpose, gave us His Word, the Bible. We need to be committed to what God is committed to. Where do we find what God is committed to? In His Word to us, the Bible. We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to understand it. And then we need to be committed to doing it. We should not be deciding whether or not we're going to do what the Bible says. We need to have already decided that. And if culture runs contrary to what the Bible says, our default is to being committed to what God is committed to. Number three, this is so important. Men, this is important, ladies, but men, you've got to live right here. Take responsibility for your family. Husbands, wives, moms and dads, culture will never do a good job of raising your family because that is not culture's job. God has given the job of raising children and caring for a family to a husband and a wife. The man ultimately should be responsible for everything that takes place in his home. He needs to be responsible for the education of his wife and children. He needs to be responsible for their growth and their development. If we allow culture to take this responsibility, certainly culture will. But we'll then have a family and raise children who are absolutely confused about what they should do if they maintain any desire to please God at all. We need to take responsibility for our family's spiritual growth, for their education, and for their preparation for the future. Your job as parents is not to protect your children, although hopefully that happens. Your job is to prepare your children to go out of your home and into a culture that will probably continue to be hostile to God and His principles. To prepare them. That means you teach them the things they need to know. That means you encourage and nurture and disciple them spiritually. You grow them. Take responsibility for your family. That's not culture's job, it's yours. But culture is excited to take that off your hands. Next, get into a church community that prioritizes the Bible. Again, so essential. If the only voices you hear are the voices of the world around you, 
those voices that primarily find no agreement with God and his word, then you're going to start to believe that there's something wrong with you because you believe something different. When you find yourself in a church community, a community of people who prioritize the Bible, then you now have the opportunity with others to hear the word of God, the Bible preached and taught, to be in a discipling environment, to have conversations that agree with what Scripture says, to push back, to struggle with passages, to struggle with cultural ideas, to understand how the Bible applies and what we should do, but to do that in a safe setting of other people with shared values and goals. It's no wonder the Bible helps us to understand just how important church and church community and a community of believers really is. Get into a church community that prioritizes the Bible. Next, maintain a personal devotional life. If your relationship with God is not authentic, then when the voices in your life begin to push back, when pressure mounts to depart from what you know to be true, if your relationship with God is not authentic, then you will fold to the pressure. Being spiritually resilient, being resilient in culture, uh, really begins with spending time in prayer and spending time in the Word and understanding what God wants you to do. Next, I'd say this, (laughs) and this sounds a little bit cynical, question everything. Question everything. We're told to try the Spirit's. We're told that the Bereans in the New Testament were wise because they constantly went to Scripture to see if the things they were being taught were true. The Bible should be the filter through which everything runs in our lives. Question everything. This does not mean to push back on everything or to be obnoxious all of the time. It means don't simply leave the gate of your heart and mind open and allow anything that wants to to flood in. Question everything through Scripture. Is what I'm being told true? Does it make sense? Does it jive with what I've learned of God through his word? Question everything. Next, remember who you live to please. All of these are tied together, and this one is not much different than the others, but remember who you live to please. You don't live to please the government or the culture. You don't live to please even primarily your employer. Hopefully you can please those other entities as well, but you live to please, number one, God. He's at the top of the list. Everything falls below that, and you must first please him before you focus on anything else. We're so focused on pleasing those around us that we fail to please the only one who actually matters. Remember who you live to please. Live to please God. And then finally, and this is so important, trust in God's providence. God is God. (laughs) He knows the end from the beginning. He has a plan and he will bring it to pass. From the perspective of God, it's all come together already. We're just waiting on this temporal plane to understand what God has already realized. Trust God. 
we look around and we feel the pressure. We think things are so bad and certainly they're a struggle. But God is God and has never ceased to be. And God will see that his plan comes to pass. We can trust him. We can have peace. We can have confidence. If we'll focus on him and his word, focus on what we can control, training up those in our homes. We can live lives even in the midst of a crazy culture, one that's always changing, lives that are resilient. To me, this really is the march or die spirit. It's understanding that as difficult as things may be, as hard as things sometimes feel, as overwhelmed as we are, we can still put one foot in front of the other and march. Why? Because our true north has been set. God is, and we exist for his purpose. If we'll live to that purpose, then we continue moving forward in spite of what the rest of the world may be doing and telling us to do. Live a culturally resilient life. I hope that's a help to you. I certainly hope it's an encouragement to you. It can be. Grab onto these things. If they're not a part of your life, make them a part of your life. If they are, uh, hang on to those and keep moving forward. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you next time. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.